0: and we're here for our first ultrasound. And here's the heartbeat. Do you mind? It looks really strong. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs>
1: We're back for week four. Hi. And if anybody happens to have tuned in for the first time, I'm Tara. I'm Tyler. Our podcast is Crip Parenting. I'm the mom who's blind.
0: And I'm the dad in a wheelchair.
1: And we are the parents of the two greatest kids in the world. And this this podcast is all about our journey. And so, where we are is we finally got, as you can hear from the recording, we finally got successfully pregnant. Yay. (laughs) Which is so much better than last week's podcast
0: of a roller coaster ride because there's so many ups and downs with it.
1: Yeah, yes. But if anyone has endured last week's podcast, this week is a much happier podcast. Yes, it (laughs) is. So when you hear that recording, what are your thoughts?
0: What are my thoughts? Oh, I remember sitting there in the the doctor's office. Uh, And when I listened to that recording, I remember all the all the visuals come back to my mind about uh, just sitting there in the in the room, and and it felt surreal that we were actually hearing a heartbeat mm-hmm. and knowing that this was going to be our first son or daughter.
1: Um, could you see the ultrasound screen?
0: I don't remember if I could or not I have a vague memory of being able to but didn't really know how to make heads or tails of what was there there. yeah Mm. Uh,
1: yeah that was something that um, later I kind of like later I I wish that I'd done the 3D images of the kids and what do you mean? well because apparently they can do 3D ultrasounds and then you can try and get it 3D printed Oh. and I, I, I wish I had done that the ultrasound was, I always got to hear the heartbeat. But yeah, and I all those
0: ultrasound pictures of one wandered off. They used to hang on, on the our fridge. fridge our kids
1: took care of that. <laughs> well, um, both. So I thought one of the things that I wanted to talk about was how we ended up for us how we ended up solving the problem of not being able to get pregnant and then not being able to sustain. And it wasn't me. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't you. That's it wasn't right. Me. Everybody blamed you.
0: Yeah, because <laughs> you're the you guy. Blame me? I don't remember if you blamed me. I. Or did you wonder if it was me? I wondered if it was me.
1: I don't remember. I I just wanted a freaking kid. I didn't. You know. I just. I hoped it was me <laughs> because there was a lot more that they could do for me than they could do for you. Yeah. So the idea is. That um, if you are using um, a wheelchair and you're sitting all the time, that that heat isn't great on your fertility as a man. Um, and so, but what it what it ended up being was when I went to the Seeing Eye for the first time to get um, Emmy, my second service dog, and my first the one noble was, one, yes, the genius. Uh, she, and we will do a episode on service dogs. (laughs) So they had me do a thorough blood work. Like it, it was not just a can you walk down the road. It was like poke you and let's determine how healthy you are. So they found out that my thyroid was low and started giving me thyroid medication and man if, if you could only if we could all only be like that because the first weekend I was bouncing off the walls with energy it was great it doesn't last
0: <laughs> you were like on a caffeine high.
1: I know it was fantastic
0: <laughs> um,
1: yeah. but yeah they, they, it doesn't stay that way
0: you, like where did the slug go they,
1: well no you turn into a slug when you don't get the thyroid medicine that's what happens is you just have normal energy but if you don't get the thyroid medicine then you turn into a slug so I worked with a few doctors, and the doctor that we ended up working with was was really great. We were... One of the things that they do to try and figure out is um, what's going on is they, they do uh, ultrasound on your uterus. So they, they have you in the lovely position in the stirrups, which is just such lov- lovely <laughs> delight. And then they... <laughs> It looks
0: so so comfy.
1: It is so comfy. Um, and then they they stick a they stick a catheter up in you and check check out your innards. And so the doctor said, "So let's go try that." And I, I am a coward, and I do not like medical tests. I don't even like getting my blood taken. And I'm like, "Well, it's it's getting kind of late." <laughs> Are you sure you have time? And he goes, "Do you want a baby or not?" <laughs>
0: I, I remember like, that. Oh,
1: Okay, I, I really want a baby. <laughs>
0: I think I remember thinking, haha, uh-huh, you can't wimp out of this one. Oh,
1: you suck. And then he was, we were laughing about, you know, why didn't God put your uterus in your shoulder? So he is a good guy. Um. So anyway, this was the same doctor who went through all those different things. And he said, look, I think you need progesterone and you need to have progesterone suppositories where you insert it vaginally instead of taking it orally and they don't make it in our state so you get to the delight of paying 200 dollars a month (laughs) and so you're totally on the timing clock and all that good stuff uh you take in the temperature and timing when you're gonna have a romantic evening and um and then we got the um we got the the positive pregnancy test whoa, whoa. and can i say what a delight it is to have a blind person assisted by somebody who can't move oh my
0: gosh i remember that their
1: arms and legs oh. to stick a stick in a cup of pea. well
0: well as i recall you yeah, had to You had to make make sure the end of the stick didn't touch the bottom of the cup.
1: Yeah, yeah, we were afraid that was going to throw it off.
0: And so I remember trying to keep your hand just above the bottom of the cup. Right, and And
1: my hand is shaking because I'm so scared. Your
0: hand is shaking. I don't have a lot of stability. I'm barely holding on to your arm. Yeah,
1: But we got the positive pregnancy test.
0: Yes, we did. For
1: the fourth time. (laughs) And so I, um, it's a strange feeling because the joy isn't there like it was the first time.
0: (laughs) It's not the same. You want to be excited and there's still that, like, ever-present fear Sitting in the back of your mind thinking, oh no. Yeah. When is the bottom going to fall out?
1: Yeah, exactly. So they had us do blood tests, and I remember the blood test that they did with my third miscarriage, and they called and said, Your number is, it had gone from like 3,000 to 5,000. I don't know what I I don't know enough about medical terms to know what I'm testing for. I'm sure somebody out there who's listening was like, it's this, but I don't know what it is. Anyway, so they call and they said you were supposed to go from three thousand to ten thousand, and you are only at five thousand, so it's not looking good. And I remember my just you know my stomach feeling full of dread, and then shortly after day or two after that phone call I started bleeding again. So that was my third miscarriage. Yeah. But this time <laughs> um they wanted to do the blood test and I remember not being able to like get a hold of them or something mm-hmm. and I <laughs> this poor doctor's office. So I, they're like, okay, we'll call you back. And they didn't call me back or something along those lines. And I call them and I'm like hysterical. I want to talk to a human now. <laughs> um, so they got me in touch with a human right then.
0: And I'm guessing you're not the only hysterical crazed pregnant woman. Oh, no. <laughs> dealt with, so. I'm
1: sure. I'm sure they're not. like. <laughs> Actually, when I ha- apologized for my hysterics they're like oh what hysterics i'm like oh okay well (laughs) you're normal (laughs) yeah so i went and i did the lovely um the lovely test and or the nice good test as our youngest would say and Mm, good (laughs) and so they did the um they did my numbers and then they wanted me they called me and told me what my numbers were and we had gone to pick you up at work and then we were heading up to a, a flute recital my, um, my beloved flute teacher was expecting her youngest child and so they called me up and they said is Tara available and just the way they said my name I started smiling so big <laughs> because I knew this was good news and so they, um, they told me my numbers were like 12,000 or some crazy big number and this was great and you don't need to do anything until your first ultrasound and, and I was just elated and uh, I went and used the restroom before we did our long drive up to the recital and I was like dancing. <laughs> I, was oh. like, Yay! I was so excited. So we come up to the recital and I played my piece. It was the first three movements of the John Rudder uh sweet antique suite for flute it's really gorgeous and afterwards my uh friend jed who is um he's passed away but he was just everybody's all-time favorite pianist he was so great um and he walked up to me and he said your performance was really amazing i i He said, it would have been totally unprofessional of me, but I was having a hard time not just crying in the middle of your Hmm. performance. (laughs) And after Tina had come back from her um, maternity leave, and so I'm finally ready to start telling people. And I was like, guess what? I'm pregnant, and it's (laughs) successful this time. (laughs) And she goes, I thought that's what it was. And I said, what do you mean? And she said, the way you played at that recital, I knew that something really <laughs> wonderful had happened. It was started to be so healing to have a pregnancy that was actually working. Yes. <laughs> um, I remember I was a train wreck before we got our good news. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> I remember the train wrecks.
1: <laughs> I would be feeling nauseated, and then I would stop feeling nauseated, and I would start crying. <laughs> I'm not feeling sick to my stomach! This is terrible! <laughs> was what had happened before and you know you want to feel a little or i needed to feel a little pukey um but we got the great news and i had been reading a book in which one of the pregnant characters got pregnant um and then i was like okay i'm not reading that book because i i really wanted to know what happened but i could not handle a book where a character got pregnant (laughs) and i had been on a uh, there's a blind parents email list. There's a zillion blind parents. There's like a blind parents Facebook group and a blind parent email list. And I like had I'd gotten on those before and I was like, okay, I'm done with you people. <laughs> and then I rejoined them and I've been a part of it ever since. And it's been way helpful to run questions by like, you know, how do you get your children to clean up? <laughs> yes, because,
0: because now... That's what phase we're in. Oh gosh.
1: Yes. Yep. <laughs> so um I remember feeling our our daughter move for the first time. I was, what was only that like Oh. <sighs> it was so magical. I was laying in bed. I don't even think you were awake. I think I was laying next to you and I think you'd fallen asleep.
0: And <laughs> Were you mad at me or something?
1: Why? What makes you say Oh, I that? thought...
0: Maybe, oh, maybe I'm confusing.
1: Okay, and the, the night... This is a total change of subject, but the night I went to bed pissed off at you, you jerk, oh. is when I read The Jungle oh. by Upton St. Clair, and I was crying myself to sleep, and you're snoozing away.
0: <laughs> well...
1: I was like, this is awful, and you're just sleeping.
0: <laughs> okay, that's what it was.
1: Yes, But no, no, I wasn't... Well... I mean, you know, it took your genes to get me pregnant. I was very pleased with you.
0: (laughs) I said it's something.
1: Oh, give me a break. I'm kidding. So, um, yeah, so I was laying next to you, and how even to describe it?
0: I remember you described it as flutters.
1: It was a little circle of tickles. Like, it was this little circle around and around, deep inside me. Hmm. Um, And, I mean, it almost starts to feel like gas bubbles, which is probably a gross (laughs) (laughs) disruption, but that's...
0: um, Gas bubbles without the gas, what more can you ask? Yeah,
1: yes. And so I I just laid there, because I was really early, like I was 14 weeks, and I knew that that was not normal like that I wasn't gonna feel that again and I knew the minute I moved I wouldn't feel the baby again I just laid there and just smiled and felt so grateful and so relieved do you remember when you first felt her move
0: yes it was very subtle I, I had to do a double take and think wait is that her hmm. and it was it was so much fun
1: and then our seeing eye, eye dog demanded a treat because we were all excited. And she's like, oh, you're happy. Give me a carrot. <laughs> yeah, we
0: were all jumping for joy. And,
1: yeah. And, it was uh, so fun.
0: The dog wanted to be part of it, too.
1: Exactly. That was the last time she wanted to be part of <laughs> things with the children. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll we'll get there with the next episode. Um, so I, I can't think of a ton also say about being pregnant um it just sort of proceeded normally there was uh your mom bought me maternity clothes which were way cute <laughs> um and um i was able to get off the progesterone after four months and i enjoyed eating which was wonderful
0: you probably felt like a human again oh so
1: yeah, well, because that was like having the 24-hour flu for four months straight. It was pretty bad. Um, and I remember I would I was going into work an hour early and practicing my flute, um, and I would just lay down and go to sleep. <laughs> mm. And it takes a lot to get me to, like, not practice the flute if I've got solitary flute practice time.
0: I, yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: You don't mess with that.
1: So I remember probably my favorite memory, other than just being pregnant, um, is my work did a a shower, (laughs) and uh, it was really sweet. A bunch of people from the blind community came, and they got gifts, and so kind, and my cute friend said, "Does anybody have any advice for Tara?" And another friend, whose name I really want to mention but I won't cuz I don't have their permission. Uh this is a person who's in a childless by choice marriage and they're a couple that they don't want kids. They're that's just not what they want to do. They do other things. And um So my friend says, Does anyone have any advice for Tara? And this friend says, in his booming voice that you can hear throughout the whole um, multi purpose room, I have advice, but it's too late now. Oh. <laughs> and I started laughing so hard because. My life is about to make a major change. We, I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom. I'm leaving a job that I love. We don't have all the answers. We don't know anybody in our situation. We're new time, first-time parents, and he just put into (laughs) words the fact that there's a part of me that is pretty scared. But no one else thought it was funny. (laughs) I was the only one that laughed.
0: (laughs) I wish they could have been there. Oh.
1: I I will treasure that memory forever. He just made my day.
0: <laughs> well, and he was right. I mean, at that point we were past the point of no return. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, we're like, you know, 3 weeks out.
0: <laughs> Girl, I remember I remember kind of having to adjust my own thoughts and thinking, "Wow, this is real." Mhm. This was exciting and scary. I started having thoughts about man, this baby's gonna come and I'm gonna need diaper changes and feedings and and some physical things that I knew I couldn't do and yeah. I wondered how that was all going to work for me and tried to keep a... I think I always try to keep a perspective of, you know, these these younger years are going to pass and I'll be able to have one interaction so with the kids as they get older. I had a thought. Yeah?
1: Every time that you are doing chores with the kids
0: <laughs> or getting them ready for bed
1: and I'm sitting over at our little fireplace... And I'm looking at Fair Trade Jewelry on Novica, or I'm listening to like a favorite podcast, and I'm feeling guilty. I'm not going to feel guilty because you are just making up for all those diaper changes and
0: Okay, that's fair.
1: <laughs> the fact that you're, you know, weren't able to nurse that you weren't able to nurse the baby and all that stuff. Yeah, this is great. Okay. <laughs> And you've got a lot of making up to do because I had to be up all night for a long time.
0: (laughs) Yes, that is payback.
1: (laughs) I remember our childbirth class at the hospital. And um, for me, first of all, sometimes people just don't know what to do with us. Mm -mm. (laughs) So we come walking in or well i'm walking in you're <laughs> you're driving your power wheelchair in and we have seeing eye dog in tow
0: i cannot imagine what was going on through the other couple's head
1: oh i know and the teacher said oh i've never had a dog in my class before and yeah. i never know what to respond to those co- like to comments like that because what i think she's saying is what the hell am i supposed to do with you people <laughs> um and i always feel sort of thrown by that like maybe she really know ne- that's maybe all she's noticing i i don't know so um it was reasonably useful there were a few times when i you know needed to ask for descriptions or or something but for me the most poignant memory of that class is um they talked about the different types of childbirth and um i was Going for a lovely epidural, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know that kind of birth, <laughs> um, and but there's you know they talked about how you can have some pain and stuff, and 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 the the partner, you know there's this moment where teaching the partners about different kind of massage and stuff, <laughs> and you can't do that for me.
0: Nope.
1: And I I, I sat there like. With my, like, so all the women are kneeling on the floor and the spouses are supposed to be, or partners are supposed to be behind them. Um,
0: As I recall from the class, weren't most of those sessions on the floor?
1: Yeah, I I think they were. And I remember sitting or kneeling or whatever position I was supposed to be in. And I just, I was crying. (laughs) Um, Because... I don't know. I, it's hard sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah,
0: it was... As I think back on that now... I... You know... I I thought about... You know, already... Where everyone's on the floor... And... Uh, I stick out like the sore thumb... And... <laughs> I can't... Do much to... Uh, you know, I knew I wouldn't be able to do much to help you... Through some of those labor pains
1: yeah yeah um as it happened
0: (laughs) can we can we jump to the labor for a minute because yeah I I remember I I, I
1: think we're I think we're ready
0: (laughs) okay I, I obviously there's a whole backstory which I think we'll yeah get to but I remember um like like I don't think disability even came into play here, but I remember as you were laboring for the twenty fifth twenty sixth hour, and I'm not joking, yeah, um, <laughs> it was probably a little earlier on in earlier on than that, but I remember just like watching you lay there mm-hmm. and thinking, Man, you're suffering.' There's nothing I can do about it. I just started to cry because... Oh, you know what it was? It was those you.
1: dreaded pelvic exams that they were giving me at the beginning before they did the epidural.
0: Oh, is that it? Yeah, that's what it oh, was. Because like, okay.
1: you know, they're, they're. first of all, I'm starting to become pretty uncomfortable. Second of all, they're doing the hmm. pelvic exams and I'm like, oh, it, it was hurting. And yeah, yeah, that really touched me that you got emotional over that.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. I remember... For me that was one of that was one of several vivid memories about, about the labor. Oh. So
1: speaking of labor yes. <laughs> we'll go back. Um we went to see Wicked
0: <laughs>
1: um, that night. And No which night? The night everything started.
0: The night everything started yeah. okay, yes.
1: Yeah, well I guess technically it was the night. It stretched
0: the morning. over. Morning.
1: <laughs> and then um I woke up and my water had Didn't broken. we got home about eleven? Yeah, we got night. home at eleven, so I got you ready for bed, and um, got a, got you know, got us in bed. We, and we,
0: I think we had canceled my home health shift, and I yeah. remember. I'm sorry. I remember, um, especially toward the end of the pregnancy, you were a blimp <laughs> and I know. trying to get your help to stand up. I was kind of scared that <laughs> your know. your stomach was going to knock me over.
1: Oh yeah, and our the master bedroom in our condo. I mean, they're the rooms where we live are they're little. Yes,
0: so, so I yeah. had to do. <laughs> did I
1: have to like crawl over to get in the bed, or flip sideways, or something? Like I could not get through to help you. I had to like do some acrobatics to.
0: You had to crawl. Luckily, our bed isn't that tall, mm-hmm. but you had to kind of army crawl. No, not arm and crawl, but just crawl from the foot of the bed past my chair to the side of the Oh, bed. yeah,
1: and then get down, you know, get over to where I could help you transfer. And then I think, I think, did I have to, like, crawl back over you or something?
0: I <laughs> like, think so. I
1: think I did. <laughs> it was
0: pretty awkward.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, I got you... I had
0: to keep myself from laughing a few times, <laughs> out laughing out loud a few times. Oh,
1: I, yeah, it was pretty funny. But. Um, so, I get you into bed, and then, well, I get us into bed, and then it's like one in the morning or so, and then my water <laughs> breaks, and I say to you the thing you should not say to somebody, which, was you're waking them up, but I said, don't move, and of course, you move, right into this, you know, mess, <laughs> um...
0: It was wet. Yeah. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> the baby's Ew.
1: coming. And I remember um sitting on the toilet, actually. <laughs> and uh there's just I there's I have this moment of sheer terror, like some of the greatest fear I've ever experienced of like there is this living human huh. inside of me and they have to come out. <laughs> <laughs> she has to come out. We knew um, Marie was a girl. And I don't know how how well that's gonna work out. <laughs> yeah. So we kind of hung around and watched.
0: Didn't, didn't we call my mom?
1: Yeah, we called your mom. We called my mom. We My, my mom made cream cheese brownies. We... Eventually, we all head over to the hospital, and I fell in love with the my anesthesiologist.
0: Now, I mean, now, I would have. <laughs> can we back up for just a minute and sure. talk about the timetable?
1: Oh, yes. Okay, so this is like what in the morning when my water so, breaks?
0: This was about two hours after we got into bed. hmm. Uh-huh. And then, you know, we were kind of up the rest of that night. Yeah. Just, just. Around, I think the advice we got was, well, just hang out and wait for wait for more fun to happen. Yeah,
1: yeah. And then, um, so we went we went to the um, we went to the hospital. Your mom had done doula training, so she was helping me. And Bear in mind,
0: we went to the hospital at around four p.m. Yeah, that afternoon. So we're talking. A good 15 hours later.
1: And then the anesthesiologist comes in and gives me my lovely epidural. I loved him much more than anyone else on the planet at that point. Even me. Oh, definitely.
0: <laughs> I think I was one To hell one with you. Point. You
1: don't have... The, you, 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 you contributed toward this pain. <laughs>
0: <PowerPoint>. um, <laughs> I don't
1: think I'd ever... Well, I, 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 I... You know, I was so grateful. Um... And then we, we, um, oh, it took, they did put, what's that stuff called? Pit, pit, Pitosa. Thank you, that stuff. Um,
0: to try to get things moving along. To get things moving, moving along.
1: And then they wouldn't let me have water, so I kept asking for ice chips. And the epidural worked great, except for one tiny spot in my bum that was just hurt the whole freaking time. <laughs>
0: <Huh>.
1: <laughs> um, and so then it was finally time to push. And
0: oh well mm, let me let me add some, <laughs> add, some me add, add some, some details because uh, I detail slept a lot of it in color because as time went on you were kind of getting just more um, I don't even know how to describe it deep into yourself and yeah kind of just trying to uh, Survive and endure.
1: Yeah, I, I remember that, and I remember I remember pushing, and um, nothing is happening. Oh,
0: but there was, there was a long span of time, that went between you actually pushing and, and, basically a whole, night. Yeah, yeah. Everybody just hanging around. We were just hanging around, just 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 waiting. My mom was there. Your mom was there. Yep. And. You know, there, there was nothing to do, but I remember I remember starting to feel punchy <laughs> and just, you know, we, we'd basically gone a whole 24 hours by this point without sleep mm. and I wanted to stay up, wanted to watch everything and not miss a single thing. <laughs> and so I remember kind of getting punchy and pulling funny faces and being silly with my mom like we'd always do and when I was a kid and um, just just waiting Uh. and waiting and waiting and waiting and finally you know I think both your mom and my mom said look let me you know let's get you onto this onto this makeshift bed here there's nothing to watch or nothing to see right now why don't you get some sleep so I finally you know got help to lay down, and uh, fell asleep for maybe an hour, and it wasn't a restful sleep, mm-hmm. it was just like, you know, drifting it out, kind of watching your every move and every ice chip that went into your <laughs> and ice chip after ice chip after ice chip.
1: So, then I, eventually they let me, they tell me I'm, you know, ready to push, and,
0: and this was. This was. Probably, from the time you started labor, mm-hmm. to. Cause then you start pushing around ten thirty that?
1: I can't remember. I, I think I pushed. Tried pushing for like two hours and. Nothing. Anyway, it had
0: been. It had been twenty four. Uh, probably. 33-ish, 33 or 34 hours huh. by, the, by the time you finally started to push.
1: So we pushed, I, er, we, I, <laughs> 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 I pushed, nothing, nothing, nothing. And I'll always love my doctor because she said, I think you're headed towards an emergency C-section.
0: <laughs> I'm it, it an emergency.
1: Yeah, I think we need to get you into a C-section because I think otherwise you're going to be... Anyways, do do you remember what she said? I loved what she said because it was very...
0: She never made it sound urgent. But it was getting urgent. (laughs) But it was getting urgent. She said, I think probably our best bet is to prep for a C-section.
1: Yeah. And I started crying and, and my mom... I was like, what are you, you know, what? why are you scared? She was so cute. And I was like, I'm afraid of the staples <laughs> because uh, I've uh, taken staples out of paper and it didn't do very well and they're going to staple me. <laughs> oh, okay, God. So, like, they took staples out of me when I had a C-section with you. And it's, it's not like taking it out of paper. You'll be okay. <laughs>
0: you know, and I have to say, I'm not very sympathetic because I've had over you know 60 orthopedic operations and they're gonna eh, staples are nothing oh was we'll the worst fine. i know i am
1: <laughs> i don't remember if we told the the story about me being sick huh.
0: <laughs> that was the uh, we'll, deepest into the dog i've been.
1: we'll end we'll end our little e- we'll do our we'll do that one for our little easter egg hopefully it's not a repeat so um they took me back and then they took you back uh with me and
0: then everyone else stuck around so I was in a, I was in a motorized wheelchair, and uh, I wanted to stay in that chair so I could get myself back, you know move around the OR and whatnot, but the the hospital said it you know we're, we know where our chairs have been. May we transfer you." into a hospital chair and built you back
1: they were so they were just so respectful the whole the whole time they really were that wasn't universal with both our kids but with our oldest and i'm really grateful so they bring us back and i remember complimenting the anesthesiologist because it was the same guy that had done the epidural so he was still on his shift and I was telling him what an artist he was and what a fine person he was. (laughs) I loved that man. (laughs) Good man. So um, they get me onto the operating table and I remember this moment of um, real poignancy for me because they asked, why are we here? And this sounded like this ginormous room full of people said, we're here to do a C-section on Tara Briggs. And it is the most vulnerable and safest i've ever felt <laughs> in my whole life because um our lives are in these people's hands and they they literally saved our lives that day like in a different time and place in history we would not have survived
0: yep um, staff wanted to make sure they were cutting off your right leg <laughs> instead of your left oh wait wrong surgery <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> yes so they get out our baby and she is blue not breathing because she'd swallowed the,
0: the macronia, Maco-
1: yeah, and um, it's a shut up.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Tyler loves to harass me about my mispronunciations of words whenever I'm like having a struggle. So they,
0: it's fun. They, Get your goat.
1: I know. So they pass. Well, you tell this part because I was not. I was just like. In survival mode.
0: You were... Yeah, you were in survival mode and basically unaware of what was going on, but, um...
1: I was aware, but it was a strange kind of awareness. Like, it was awareness where you have no control, so you're just existing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I remember they quickly, the the doctors quickly passed Murray through to the NICU, and... I couldn't see what was going on and I don't know if I would have been able to see had I been standing up by you mm-hmm. uh, but I remember they placed me you know, in, the, in the manual wheelchair right by your head so that I could hold your hand and um, they they passed Murray through to the NICU and I couldn't see anything that was going on I watched him. They were working i I had my gaze like trained like a hawk on the the you know on the staff's eyes. I think I could only see maybe one nurse clearly to potentially make eye contact with her mm. but I had my gaze trained on her. she'd look up occasionally at me. Uh, But it was only very briefly. And she looked back down at what she was doing to...
1: Save our child's life. (laughs) To work on
0: Marie. And this just felt like the longest, longest time. I think in reality it was probably two to three minutes. It felt like a lifetime. As I kept sitting there watching and... You know, also I think turning back to you and saying, How are you doing, are you okay? Um, or maybe I had stopped that. Maybe I was just fully attending to I think you were going on with her. But I remembered when they um, when the nurse she made eye contact with me and, and smiled. I knew I knew everything was fine at that point. And um <laughs> And um, and it was great and they
1: I remember hearing her cry.
0: Oh. I remember oh, that little right. like
1: what, and then like what, what, like What the hell? I've left this warm, snuggy place and what on earth <laughs> is what this. What happened?
0: <laughs> what just happened? But that was that was the best sound. That was the best sound.
1: I agree. Best sound I've
0: ever heard. Ever. And uh
1: I remember, they brought her back to me for just a quick second, and I reached over.
0: They laid her, they laid her on the table, mm-hmm. uh, right by you, and I was close enough that I could put my hand up there and and feel her. And it was only, they only brought her briefly. I
1: touched her face, <laughs> and I touched her nose, and it was my nose on someone's face. Yep.
0: That was the most prominent feature I remember.
1: It was so, it was so magical.
0: Yeah.
1: I remember bringing her home from the hospital. And I remember we, uh, my mom had bought us a little rocking chair for her, for the baby room, you know, for her little room. And I remember sitting in that rocking chair, rocking her and singing to her and just crying just crying and crying because I was so grateful after 5 years of trying and miscarriages and not knowing and and we had our little girl and it was just I don't know words can't words can't describe it. I'd wanted her for so long and I didn't know if we'd ever get to have her and she's She's just as magical to me now as she was then. Oh yes. This podcast is gratefully dedicated to the people of the disability civil rights movement. Every time we use public transportation, go to work, go to a school event with our children, we are living in the world you made possible. remember when i got my job at the center for the blind yes and i had been there for like two weeks and i got really really sick do you remember this
0: i do you big baby <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah that's what you were like because i got really sick and i had helped you get into bed and then i was crying because it was one of those like bronchitisy cold things and i was so sick of being sick and do you remember what you mm. said
0: let's see as i recall i said darling tara i am so sorry you're not feeling well <laughs> what what can i do for you
1: no that is not what you said oh. what you said what you said was what you said was <laughs> <laughs> You said was, I know you're not feeling well, but crying about it isn't going to help anything.
0: <laughs> That's right. Pull your bootstraps up and get going, soldier. So. You you haven't had broken femurs because of surgeries. You don't know what pain <laughs> and illness is. <laughs>
1: okay, so... I'm, uh, if, uh, and it's really <laughs> frustrating because, like... <laughs> This would have been like a night I would have totally, you know, had you sleep on the couch. But you were already in bed. And I didn't want to sleep Wait, wait, wait. On.
0: I was not in bed at the time I said that. Yes, you
1: were. I had No, trans-
0: I was sitting by the side of the bed.
1: I remember. My recollection is I. You had-
0: were sick, so. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were remembering things incorrectly. You were delirious. So really, the question is: Did I really say what you thought I said? Oh, you did Maybe that. not. No, you said.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, my <laughs> recollection is.
0: No, friends in uh, podcast land, let us remember that she was sick.
1: My recollection is, I had transferred you into bed, and so I just got in bed and laid next to you and was really mad at you, and. Because, uh, because you'd been so rude and insensitive. And then a few days later when I felt better and I'd gotten over the desire to kill you, we but, had we we had a chat about appropriate behavior when my wife is ill.
0: We did? We did. I don't recollect that.
1: You really don't remember that?
0: I do remember that. Yeah,
1: exactly. Okay, and here's the thing. If I had killed you, I would have gone to to court and the judge would have said how do you plea and i would have said guilty and the judge would have said well help me understand why did you
0: no (laughs) the judge would have said okay it's going to trial we need to call a jury no he wouldn't and it would have taken 10 years (laughs) he would have. proceed with your tall tale
1: he would have said he would have said so why did you why did you murder your husband? And I would have said, because when I was sick, instead of showing me sympathy and kindness, he just told me to buck up and get over it.
0: And now, he- <laughs> that judge, that judge, you see, could very well have had 150 surgeries.
1: <laughs> I don't think we ever talked to anybody who's listening. But how many, How many surgeries have you had?
0: I've had over 60 surgeries. Most of them have been orthopedic surgeries where they cut into bone to readjust angles of my legs and feet and things like that I've had other surgeries where they have transferred my latissimus muscle from my back they rolled it into a tube threaded it up over my shoulder and into my arm to give me a bicep so those are some of the surgeries I've had and you think a a mild cold (laughs)
1: Well, anyway, all I know is this. If the judge had heard my explanation as to why I had killed you, he would have said, oh, I totally understand. Go forth and be free. That's what he would have said.
0: <laughs> and I would have haunted you from the grave.
1: <laughs> okay, but here's, here's what I love about you.
0: <laughs> um, besides my sarcasm?
1: Uh, yes, besides your sarcasm. After... It was all over with, and like this was a few months later, and I, we'd gone to the doctor for something. I was the patient, and I don't know if I needed a blood test or whatever it was, and I was all nervous, and you were trying really hard.
0: I wasn't trying; I was so sincere. Anyway, no, you proceed. were
1: you were trying to be sincere because what you oh. really thought was, it's not a broken femur. What's your problem? <laughs> It's just your blood, but you're like, I can imagine that you feel very nervous right now or something along those lines. Yep. Anyway, your, your, your <laughs> attempt to be sympathetic <laughs> made me love you because uh-huh. I knew you were trying. <laughs> yes, well, that's our, our crazy ending story. And we're wanting to open it up, right? Yes. Yeah, because I think... I'm afraid that if people just sit around and listen to us talk for an hour every week, they'll get bored. I don't know. Do you think we're boring?
0: I don't think we are, (laughs) but I just live here.
1: Yeah, so do I. Um, So we would love to hear stories of people who are parents, disabled parents, or stories of of, um, people who are disabled and adapting successfully to to all the different aspects of life that you have as a disabled person, any stories you'd love to hear
0: um, i I love to hear about people 's growing up stories if if their disabilities occurred um, at birth or early on in life, or i'd love to hear love to hear people 's stories of how they've adapted uh, to later-onset disability.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, we are wanting to open this up for anybody who would like to come on and tell your story. We'll ask for about an hour of your time, um, and we'll try and make ourselves flexible and available for you whenever you would like to come on and talk. And our email address is...
0: CripParenting, that's c r i p. P-A-R-E-N-T-I-N-G at gmail.com.
1: All right. Bye, everyone. Have a good week.